You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. And welcome to the JCN Clinic Podcast Show. I'm Jessica. I'm Carissa. And I'm Emma. Woohoo! <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> We've just pulled Em in here with us. We're just going, why not? Let's do this. Let's do it all together. Yeah. I'm yeah. Free. Why not? <laughs> free, free as a bird. <laughs> free as a bird. <laughs> Thought she'd flap on in. <laughs> Actually, today's topic. <laughs> nice, nice bird gestures. Oh my gosh. Today's topic Em and I were nerding out about last week. We're talking about some stuff. We're like, yeah, we should Actually, talk about this. I'm going to take this credit. This is fully my idea, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, because I'm like, why don't we do one on this? And Jess is like, Yes. I actually thought we'd done a podcast on this back in the day, but maybe not. Maybe not we've specifically. Co- maybe we've covered it in different. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to talk more about the die offy stuff, but then Em was like, No, we should do this. We haven't yeah. told people what we're doing. No. Uh-huh. I just went there thinking how you, I might have to edit this out. It's getting ridiculous already. <laughs> how you were told me and then you're saying that you could tell that I just like glazed, glazed over. over. She's like, I know you've gone somewhere now in your brain. Like it's like you're here listening, but you've gone. <laughs> like her, like the cogs in her head were just like spinning like uncontrollably thinking about this. My cogs just stop when I get that look. <laughs> Anyway, right, today's topic is what are antimicrobials? Isn't Mm. that, we're talking anyway about antimicrobials, which is a very broad term and some people are probably like, what are antimicrobials? Um, But we want to talk about how we use them in clinic, what they are, how important they are, when they need to play a role in treatment, just everything about them because for us they're an integral part of most treatment protocols I would say when we're working on the gut and they're a very I think misunderstood area and probably not well used area as well so first and foremost as far as what they are look I don't know about you guys I don't have like a dictionary term for this I just for me an antimicrobial is an agent that I'm using usually a like a herbal extraction or um, a bioactive compound that's going to go in and actually help basically create a die-off or kill, in inverted commas, Mm. a bacteria, a yeast, a parasite. Um, That would be my definition. Don't know what the dictionary says. I don't think it is a dictionary. I just say to my clients, I basically don't even explain it as well as you did. I just say, (laughs) I'm just like, think of it like a natural antibiotic. Yes, I was about to say that. That's what I say. Yeah. natural antibiotic. So, Yeah. yeah. So, and then I also say too that with that, um, means that you know I feel like there's some that there's a little bit of research now that they are can be quite specific in the mm-hmm. gut in terms of microbes that they will particularly target mm-hmm. but I also feel like there's still not enough research mm-hmm. to categorically say that they they will just target a specific mm-hmm. type of bacteria so like using an antibiotic they still have the potential to take out other guys in the in the path yeah mm-hmm. for sure so and I'd say that on a sort of spectrum antimicrobials or natural antimicrobials are more generally a bit more sparing of the Mm, microbiome to a point and that's sort of something you just touched on like different types that we know that we need to be more careful of when we're using them but 
on an overall spectrum, like doing any microbial work with the things that we use is a lot more sparing of the gut microbiome mm. than yeah, like using antibiotics, yeah. which is why we use that. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's interesting, right? Is the fact that you can have a sliding scale of like super duper gentle, super sparing through to like these big heavy hitters, even with antimicrobials mm. that sometimes mm. we use, we're like, well, we got to do something, man. We're going, we're going in. <laughs> we're going in, comes blazing. <laughs> and I actually will sometimes too, like you can have, I, this is probably jumping. I don't even know what to, line of topics we're <laughs> like doing. Stay on the list. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yes, normally me doing this to you. But I will sometimes even gauge my client's personality by what type of antimicrobials I'll use. Really? As, yeah, like obviously I'll gauge, like gauge it by Love what's it. in their gut as well. But yeah. if they're a lot more stressed, a lot more anxious, a lot more frail, like, yeah. you know, I will not go in guys. Oh. You know, exactly. and so yeah, you've, yeah, got, you've yeah. got to gauge by what, A, what you think their gut can handle, B, what you think their personality mm. can handle as well. I just mm. literally had a consult with a client just now and I said, you need to do antimicrobial work, but I don't want to go in really yet with you because we got to, I, I feel like you need propping up first and yeah. we need to get through a few things first. And she's got a lot, a lot going on in her, say, her yeah. life stress-wise mm-hmm. and she's, yeah. And so I just said to her, like, you'll be, it's just, I will, too just, much on I will destroy you. Yeah, so I said, this is the plan, but we're not going there yet. So we've kind of said, okay, it's but four to six weeks, we're going to yeah. come back and then start that. So, mm. yeah, it also, it's not just like... Hey. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not like here's your here's your um, micro profile based on testing. Here's the antimicrobials that we know work, and let's just give them to yeah. you. Like there's so many factors that I consider alongside what the test mm. results say, and mm. it is it's there's lot like their life stress. I feel like um yeah like their their gut robustness is mm-hmm. that robustness mm-hmm. um their per- like their personality mm-hmm. robustness as well because yeah, yeah, I feel like there's some people that I feel like are very resilient yeah and I'm oh. like I know your gut could take yeah. a bit of a knock with some hard yeah. hard big game playing mm. you know any microbes yeah. like Emma and I do to ourselves <laughs> we know <laughs> I would not do to myself and what I've seen you do to yourself in gut treatment <laughs> majority of look my let's life. be real I had a lot of bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> Still probably one of the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> and I love how you say to me, you're like, I want you to do a gut test. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, if it ain't broken, yeah, don't fix can't it. Can't see it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I did one, what, how, like when I first started working here, like, so like five yeah, years ago, ago I did ago, one. wasn't it? Yeah, yeast and clubs yellow were my nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, like, that was on the old culturing yeah, line, wasn't it? Yeah, it be interesting to see what yeah. now we have PCR. Like, yeah. Yeah, you want mm. to do it? Yeah, I will, I'll do the I'll do the um, GI maps one though because I just want to see path it from pathogen point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then I have to be willing to give up booze and give up chocolate and <laughs> so you can you can't have Hence any comes out the real reason. Huh? for a month, we'll just know there yeah. goes there goes my weekend sanity. <laughs> we'll have to give up dark chocolate from our mate Kev down at Amy Sargent's, and that's doing hundred percent. I've been having hundred percent mockers. You'd be impressed. Oh really? Yeah, because I bought some hundred percent chocolate. Oh, mm. one down there. Yeah. Same. Yeah, mm. and I've been doing that at home. Remind me to tell you something about 100% off the mics. Okay. <laughs> I won't say it on here because it's not a good thing. Anyway, just remind me. I was reasons why I won't do a PCR test at the moment. It's like when we're talking about dry July, Jess and I had a discussion about it yesterday. Just like, I'm not giving up anything. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I agree with you. But then I was telling her how we had the discussion last week and Jess is like, we should all give up booze. And I'm like, yeah, that's easy for the non-drinker to say. And you're like, let's just give up matcha. <laughs> Jess and Eli. <laughs> 
waking up shaking. Like, like, you don't want to see that. I'm taking my first mental health day, guys. <laughs> Just <Jesus. staying> home. <laughs> She's broken. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back, All right to, back to topic. Back, back, back. <laughs> so I wanted to um, sort of touch first on which is going to deviate all over the place. But, yeah, when we would use them, mm. um, because they're, they are a big part of what we do, but they do have a, a role that they play along that treatment protocol pathway. And um, I think you sort of highlighted it then, or both you guys did. It's not like we just jump in guns blazing. Like often we'll use them at a really specific time. And I know for myself and I think that you're both the same generally we'll have someone come from an initial consultation at that point we may look at getting them to do the testing or like when I say the testing a stool test to see okay what's going on as far as any pathogens um, within your gut inflammation blah 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 we have a period while waiting on those test results of a good three four five weeks sometimes Mm -hmm. so that time we'll often use to start working with their diet and working with their gut and settling their gut down as far as inflammation and i'll often say to a client it's like we're priming you ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're getting ready so we're settling inflammation down Mm -hmm. we're getting you more robust to use that Mm -hmm. word so that when your results come back if we do need to use antimicrobials as part of your treatment you'll be a lot more um, stronger and able to deal with the antimicrobials Mm. themselves. Um, And I guess as far as also, like, before handing over to you guys about that and what you do, but as far as when I think of when to use them, the tests are so great because they dictate that for us. And I know, like, I did that... um, uh, I was going to say YouTube, IGTV, oh, yeah. Yeah. the comparison of the test results. And I thought that's such a good example of where you could have two people with really similar presentations symptom-wise, but when you look at a testing um, picture and see the results, you can see a, a gut that definitely doesn't want any antimicrobials mm. at all, opposed to a gut that we're seeing a lot of pathogens, a lot of overgrowth, a lot of um, need for using those antimicrobials to get those numbers down. And just to highlight the importance of testing as well, um, how many times, like not all the time, sometimes you can be bang on the money with what you think is going to be come back in your test result. And, you know, if you go ahead and just treat a gut and even worse, go in and treat a gut like quite, you know, using some big game players and you get test results. Like I've had people where I'm like, you definitely have like sulfur issues or you definitely have this. And, you know, maybe eight times out of ten you're right. The testing comes back and you're right. Yeah. Because, you know, there's such a process that we go through in terms of talking to our clients and going through gut health and foods that they Mm. react to. But then it comes back and it's bloody yeast. Yeah. And just like, shit, didn't pick that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So that that, and that completely changes what you're doing from a treatment point of view. Mm. But I think the other thing is too, like I say too, like with that, you know, five to six weeks leading up to from first seeing a client to while you're waiting for test results Mm. depending on how much time it might be three weeks maybe it might be six weeks you need to get like i feel like a lot of the time i like to get a baseline to work with too Mm. so there is a there is a process involved in that where you're trying to symptom manage and micromanage the symptoms of someone's Mm. gut so when you start effectively treating them with antimicrobials Mm. you can get a really good gauge of what is an appropriate antimicrobial response and what's actually not Mm. so So Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think mm. when what I will often do is it also depends on where the person's at with their diet yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Um, and with this whole process, so if they're if they come to us and they're eating a really processed, you know, 
poor nutrient um, based diet. So they're eating shit. They're eating shit. Um, <laughs> and so they've got a lot of work to do to even the baseline. You know, I'm not going to go and give them yeah. tables of what to eat and what not mm. to eat and be really like, you know, um, specific in mm. that way. Even though I, it, I know their gut needs it, I just think like mentally they couldn't. Like mm. it's just too much of a change. And mm -hmm. sometimes I might work, I probably the longest I've worked with someone is probably like two to three months to actually get them to that mm. place and we might have the results there waiting. Mm. But I'm like, you're not ready to, like, mm. I'm not going to put that stress on you yet because you're not into the swing of it. You're not, you're not doing any food prep. You're not, you know, it's not, yeah, they're just not ready for it. There's too many changes going on. So I really like to kind of work with them to, so they're at the point where they can. Mm. Other people might come in and they're, They've done everything so far mm. and they've already put themselves on these all these different diets like the low FODMAP diet and, you know, AIP protocol and all of this stuff. Yeah. And that they're the people that I will throw them right straight onto a, like mm. more of a restrictive diet for their gut to, mm. for, to symptom manage for a little bit um, if I need to. But, yeah, often it's the other way and we've got to work mm. on like, okay, let's just get some your diet let's to like just, a yeah, base level yeah, first. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, as always, it just shows that individualised assessment, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think... Also, that period of, well, just talking about waiting for results to come back in and then sitting down with that client after they've been doing X, Y, Z that we've asked them to do, it's such a good time to gauge them as an individual once again and go, okay, I've asked you to do these things. How are you right now? How are you mm -hmm. feeling? Like those, those answers and how they're feeling also dictate how you go into that treatment mm. with those results, right? So if you've 100%. got someone who's feeling, oh, my God, like I feel like 80% better, I feel mm. really amazing, and it's just like, okay, we know that you're probably going to respond pretty well to diving in here, mm. whereas if you've got someone who is really, like, inflamed and reactive, like there's no way you're going to go no. in, like, as we guns were saying, blazing. guns blazing, <laughs> high dose antimicrobials because they're just going to hate you. It's yeah. going to be horrible. That's literally what I say to my clients. I'm like, I am not giving you high dose antimicrobials yeah. right now because you are going to hate me yeah. after yeah. four or five days. Yeah. And I said, oh, I don't really, I wouldn't put my best friend through that. So I'm not putting you through that. So we might just need, yeah, but it is, it's so true. It's so, and that's why I think too, like <clears throat> it blows my mind when you see these, you know, treatment protocols, these pre-designed treatment mm. protocols for the gut that involve, you know, maybe some liquid herbs and a dietary thing for four to six weeks and yeah. you take all of this stuff and it's just like, like when I don't, like sometimes, yeah, like dietary stuff or recommendations might be quite similar between certain clients, mm. but the types of antimicrobials you use, the dose you use them at, when mm. you use them, the other gut stuff that you do, the timing of, you know, in reintroducing foods, all the stuff that's mm. considered, like how the hell can an eight-week protocol oh, that's God. sold to the masses... We see feed. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all day and we see feed. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God, it's so true, though. But you just see, like, how the hell, like, yeah, anyway. It is, yeah, <laughs> it is. So like, yeah, you might get a certain percentage of people that do well, like any sort of mainstream yeah. protocol that feel good from that, but you're right. Like, it's not looking at that person as an individual no. going, what do they need? And the, the danger with those, as we've talked about a lot of times, if anything around gut and detoxification, is that if they're done at the wrong time, particularly with antimicrobials, it can make people feel really crap. It can worsen their symptoms. Mm. And that's where doing things in the right logical manner and, and looking at someone and what they need through mm. testing for us is so imperative. Um, can we just talk about why we're on that note? Like the, the, like, I feel like 
Oh, the bullshit about die off and the extreme, like obviously, yeah. like it exists and Some we know. Oh, is it on the list? <laughs> yeah, okay. But just when, like, what is considered okay? So you start getting someone to take antimicrobials, and obviously, there's some symptoms that are going to be associated. Yep. So typically, I explain it to my clients, like a slight wine hangover. Yeah. Like expect that you're going to feel a bit toxic. Yeah. Like we're mm. stirring up a bit of a shit storm in your gut. Mm-hmm. There's some guys that have made some little homes in there mm-hmm. that, you know, have set up their little bloody ecosystem and we're going into just nuke. And their biofilms. Their biofilms and their <laughs> Easter biofilms. <laughs> Easter bolos. <laughs> Easter bolos. <laughs> but, you know, and we're going in there to, just to stir up a bit of a shit storm. So expect that you're mm. going to feel a bit crappy for yeah. a few days. You might feel a bit headachey. You might feel a little bit nauseous. You might feel a bit more bloated but mm. if it's anything tired, tired yeah mm. moody like mm. if, it, if it's anything more than that then let me know straight away exactly. because that then is borderlining it's not normal mm. um we've either a gone in and stirred up too much of a shitstorm. Mm-hmm. the antimicrobial isn't right for you there's mm. more going on in your gut than what the testing has alluded to mm. or let us know about so i find it really interesting when you hear these people talking about die off and they are bedridden or oh my god you know yeah. bowels that are so loose it's ridiculous yeah. or they're vomiting like that they are not normal mm. die off symptoms and exactly. if any Anyone is taking supplements that are doing that to them and it's being classed as die-off or you actually <laughs> like it's like mm. it just blows my mind I listen to people oh, yeah. talk about this and like oh it's just die-off I'm like mate that is total no. disruption of the gut <laughs> yeah. and a toxic yeah. explosion yeah. that the yeah. liver and I, gut are trying to I always say with. to my clients like it it shouldn't be anything that you you have to stop your life for like you mm. shouldn't be bed bound you shouldn't have to take a day off work mm. like it should just be like, you know, like you're quitting sugar or something. Like, yeah, 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 it might be a bit uncomfortable, but it shouldn't be something that you can't get up and face mm. the day and go through the day mm. with. Like, if it's like that, then please let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I mean, is a big thing I think we always do. When we mm. give out these protocols, we always say, like, if you are feeling these symptoms we've just said, just yeah. listed then, if they happen, there's an element of that, but anything stronger, yeah. let us know. The other thing I always say to clients too is that, they, I think it's easy to get in your head and we're kind of joking about it ourselves, even doing it to a point is going in, you know, with high doses and so forth. But realistically, like you can get this mentality of like, oh, if I go really hardcore, like I'll get there faster, you know, I'll just no. get rid of it. But the thing is, I also, all the systems, you all list, all the um, symptoms you're listing there before Chris, it makes sense. And the other one is your gut is capable of dealing with so much toxic yep. die off at a point. So it can, I think those sort of general hangovery symptoms that we expect for maybe anywhere from three to five days and then it passes is relatively normal. But if it's those excessive symptoms, like your gut and your liver are like, they're struggling. They're yeah. in like real crisis, inflamed mode. crisis mode. And that's not good. Like that's making things worse. Mm-hmm. You need to do it at a pace that your body can process and eliminate. So I think, Again, people getting in their head that this is great, like I'm going through all this extreme die-off. Like you're actually creating a just a huge burden of increased mm. inflammation. So Systemic shitstorm. Yeah. <laughs> that is the technical term. <laughs> that is the new hashtag for extreme die-off. <laughs> Anyone studying at Endeavor, if you're not taught that as the terminology, tell them that Carissa's renamed it. You've got all these exams, you're all coming up to end of semesters. Systemic shitstorm is what we don't want. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag systemic storm. <laughs> yeah. So I think, look, while we're talking about die-off as well, like I think I had listed down here exactly what you've said, you know, what's okay and what's not okay. I would say 
and this is give or take, but usually if you guys think the same with what you see with clients, anywhere from that three to five days. And then after that, you know, maximum of a week, people mm. should be starting to feel fundamentally better. And mm. I know what I will personally do with most clients is start at a relatively low dose. Mm. And then if they feel okay there, then if needed, I'll dial it up again. So I'll never well. go in mm. like really high um, and then go, okay, let's see how you handle this. I it's leave just, to my husband yeah. <laughs> or myself. Or yeah. Myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, myself and Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's very much about, again, catering it, isn't it? Yeah. So to jump back to what we're talking about a little bit around the use of them, their role as far as where they come in and why they're imperative, because we don't use them all the time, but does one of you guys want to talk about why they are important as far as, I guess we've talked about a little bit, but where their role yeah. comes in and, and why we would use them? Yeah. Well, I think because, <clears throat> like, from what like what we've seen and, and like, obviously – you know, it's like diet, diet, and diet, like dietary restrictions work to a degree. But mm-hmm. I think when you're dealing with a pathogenic or- organism of any nature, whether it be yeast, bacterial, parasitic, I was trying to think of the other one. <laughs> I was going to say protozoa. Um, then you know you need something to go in and deal with that. I think mm-hmm. you can use diet for some. For some conditions, yes, you know, just a, a type of dietary restriction does work. Like I know I have used the FODMAP diet for people um, without using any microbials and just done gut healing and then reintroduced yeah. foods and, you know, people have done okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I think for the majority of people, there is usually, by the time they come to see us, there is some sort of, you know, you know, microorganism overgrowth of some yeah. type. and. Mm-hmm. Dietary restriction, you know, can work for symptom control, but mm. you don't want to be on a restrictive diet long enough to starve off that bacteria because that's mm. going to take quite a while. Mm-hmm. So if you can go in and complement what you're doing with some form of antimicrobial agent specific to the microorganism, God, I'm sounding good, yeah. then, <laughs> then, then, you know, you do get, you do get there a bit quicker. So I feel like they are hundred percent necessary um, yeah. for the right people in the right doses at mm. the right times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's – was that what the question was? Yeah. That's it. I was just going to say, like, it. even that thing that you did the other day where you highlighted, you know, the, oh, yeah. the two different guts, like mm. symptoms, both have symptoms. And and the thing is, like, one, one doesn't need any microbials at all and needs, like, whatever it needed. But then the other one is so overgrown and there's just no way that anything – like it's absolutely necessary mm. to to reduce that, yeah. Because and that's like the intervention. Like in those people, it's absolutely like yeah. Just restricting certain feeders of those bacteria is not going to do do make mm. a big enough dent. You yeah. Know? Mm. And this is the thing I think that a lot of people don't understand about gut work. Like they just think, and really with the all this like more mainstream stuff that we're seeing coming out, you know, just. Healing, like healing the gut and all these products and kombucha and all these things, it's like people have all this gut distress going on and so they think, oh, I'll just take a probiotic, I'll just mm. like drink a kombucha a day. But it's like, no, 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 you're actually <laughs> no, adding no, no, no. to if, – if you've got an overgrown <laughs> – if you've got lots of pathogenic overgrown bacteria or yeast or parasites or whatever it is, is going on that's just there in – in an abundant amount, hmm. then, you know, no amount of, like, probiotic, is go- it's actually adding fuel to the fire, mm. like, mm. especially the ones that you just go and get from the chemists, like, you just, and with the kombuchas and all the ferments and all that, mm. it's like, you actually need to reduce that for a while <laughs> Yeah. to yeah. start with, you know, you need to actually 
um, styled off a little bit. But mm. yes, yeah, so I think that that's the uh, there's a lot of miss. I don't know information or just misinterpretation yeah, out great. there about like this whole gut because the gut health is such a buzzword now, mm. and it's just oh yeah, I'm just gonna you know have some bone broth, have some kombucha, and you know, have a probiotic and I'm going to be all good. It's like, no, well, yeah, that's not How many people are, like, how many clients do you have that are just like, when you talk to them about their food and they've, they've, they've done all of that. And I think it's, it's not, it's not through carelessness. Like people genuinely want to make yeah. the right mm. choice for their gut. It's just that there's so much, not, not even missing, like misinformation is yeah. probably a big part of it. But I just think there's so, like the gut is so much more complex than what we understand. And mm. this is, you know, for a generally healthy gut, yes, maybe a probiotic from time to time and, you know, some fermented foods is, is going to be beneficial. Mm. But for a problematic gut, That's the they're, they're yeah. not. And there's, it's so often that you have people in here and you're going through their dietary stuff and then you're just like, I'm actually going to get you to stop taking your probiotic mm. and I'm going to get you to stop eating fermented foods. And, you know, then you explain to them why. Mm. And you're like, because we have these mm. chronic bacterial imbalances and until mm. we, you know, help your gut rectify that mm. and, you know, treat it, they, these things are going to continue to be, yeah, more problematic. Mm. Remember the test results I had, well, it was a couple of years ago, um, I remember showing them to you and so I'm not going to name names. I know she's an avid listener to the podcast, but um, she had her testing done with her husband mm. and they had been drinking like a home-brewed kombucha pretty oh. much every day. And the I was – when these results came back because they're just such healthy people, but I yeah. was just like beside myself. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like I remember these you test results are diabolical. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't do overgrowth of bacteria. Yeah. Everything. Everything. It too. was yeah, bacteria, yeast. Um, there was some parasite activity on oh. one of the tests as well. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a sort of extreme end of what we're yeah. talking mm. about, but it really, I think, exemplifies that use of those types of products yeah. particularly when people are like yeah i'm going to get into brewing my own kombucha and like get mm. my muscovy action going yeah. and, and just it, use it every day in these you know large yeah. quite large amounts yeah. and in a healthy gut that's fine because mm. you have a diverse enough bacterial or microbial environment that mm. you can throw these other mm. you know types of foods in and your gut will just deal with it mm. and that will, it will just become part of the environment but in an unhealthy gut yeah, yeah. like definitely yeah. not so the other thing too about the diet that I would say is that as you guys were highlighting like it's a it can be used very much as symptom control and in some cases definitely depending on the person and their case it can help with some other gut treatment outside of antimicrobials mm. still do wonderful things but often with the cases we're talking about where there's like a strong pathogen presentation like bacteria is smart like they'll just lay if there's no food there, they just lay dormant. Yeah. So mm. you might think, this is classic how people, we've talked about it numerous times, right, back themselves into a corner. Mm. So the bacteria lay really dormant and you think you're okay, but then you start eating these different types of foods again and you yes. get a flare-up of symptoms mm. because the bacteria are like, oh, yay. yay. Whereas <laughs> the way we work with antimicrobials is that we're putting in, besides taking away something that's fueling the situation, we're adding something in to actually get rid of that pathogen. So mm. we're getting breaking it down and then we're actually, through diet, starting to add a little bit of food back mm. in to coax those mm. guys back out. They're like, oh, look, there's something to eat. And they come out we're like, bam! <laughs> <laughs> this is the way I like to explain it. <laughs> so good. I think before we get into the it's bio like a mouse trap. It's like <laughs> yes. they smell the cheese and they're like, like "Oh, what is that? What, what's 
Bam, bam, bam. Take that. <laughs> and then they like think they're safe and they hold up their little umbrella, which is their biofilm. <laughs> <laughs> With like this laser that goes and just nukes, nukes the umbrella. I feel like, like we exposed. need someone to make like a like a cartoon. A cartoon of like, yeah, yeah we need what to happens. see what happens when you treat the government in How good. Then you could just sit there with the client, just play yeah. it and say, this is what's going to happen. Give us some 3D glasses and that just <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man God. well i think we've crossed off why diet and probiotics are not always enough i think we've yeah. kind of covered that but we want to talk about why you specific types of antimicrobials for specific conditions mm. or, or gut issues and we're not go, don't get excited guys and grab a pen and think we're about to like name everything so you can write it down because we ain't going there we will mm-hmm. we will give some general information i think what we want to highlight is that this isn't as we've been talking about broad spectrum so you know as chris was saying there's protocols and programs out there where you can just go and buy like you know a broad spectrum antimicrobial and you take that for three weeks and you're done and mm-hmm. that might work for some people but what we're looking at is quite targeted so we'll get a test result back and we'll look at that and see um, certain strains of bacteria that may be overgrown and certain strains of yeast and then potentially some parasites. And then we will choose the appropriate antimicrobial or antimicrobials mm. to target that specifically, like the antibiotic, right? Mm. So if you take an antibiotic for a certain type of bacteria, doctors, GPs know that's going to generally hit it on the head. We go at it at the same way. So we know if we use for a certain type of yeast presentation, um, a few different (laughs) types of antimicrobials, (laughs) (laughs) that it's going to work really effectively. And that's so important to us because without that information, we might take like a classic antimicrobial off the shelf that's broad spectrum and it might seem like it's going to do the job but we then look at our test result and we're like you know what this has got four amazing broad spectrum things in it but they're not going to do crap for mm. what i need like i actually need xyz and it says mm. abc yeah yeah absolutely. and i just need nothing well but- <laughs> done. I, mean, you did well. I, was like, I don't even think i trust myself to speak right now <laughs> also on the test some of the testing that we do we do come back it comes back with the yeah true with what has been tested to reduce that mm-hmm. bacterial strain in that person and it will show xyz has been really successful at mm-hmm. killing this bacteria off or killing off this you know form of yeast and it can really differ mm. it differs so much between all of the different you know yeast and bacteria and whatnot so yeah you can't you can't just go in and just have a really broad spectrum product and expect mm-hmm. that it's going to yeah do wonders and sometimes people have um multi-strains of things that need killing off yeah. or you know Most re- commonly, reducing right? yeah, yeah we shouldn't say killing off. let's say reducing um yeah. but yeah but like and you know and let's just say like there's a common let's say a common a common antimicrobial that is used is like berberine like let's yeah. just say that falls into the brackets of a lot of you know different um products and stuff so that's yeah. something people are pretty familiar with and you might have you know let's just pick like you might have some campylobacter or citrobacter and some klebsiella and something else and Across the board, like most people would probably think berberine would treat mm-hmm. most of those. But then when they do these kinds of tests, they literally get your bacteria in the lab 
and then trial it against these mm-hmm. antimicrobial agents. So you might think, oh yeah, cool, I've got I've got a combination of these three. I've I've read somewhere berberine's great for that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give this person berberine, or I'm just going to take berberine because I feel like this is what's going on in my gut. Your guys might just not respond to that. Mm-hmm. So that, that's and you know and that's why t- a testing is important, but b mm-hmm. understanding you know that not all types of Klebsiella or Klebsiella in two people's gut is going to respond mm-hmm. to the same mm-hmm. antimicrobial because the environment is so different to which it exists. Mm-hmm. So and different, obviously, using Klebsiella as an example, like berberine may be an agent, but we may have a couple of other things that we could mm-hmm. use in that sort of arsenal. So if we're working <laughs> with a client, we can like. If we did perhaps start with berberine, it might be like, no, we actually need to look at adding this in as a layer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. we can kind of work within the spectrum of like we know we're dealing with Klebsiella. Mm. These are the things that we need yeah. to do. And if we try and use like something else, like it's just not going to hit the nail mm. on the head. Yeah. So, yeah. It's... I think the other, impo- other important thing is layering. <laughs> what you just said like it might be that you start someone on you know a half dose of something Mm. to kind of taper them up to get used to it and then they're on the full dose of that specific antimicrobial and then you go okay and they're they're okay and they're dealing with that well and then you go right now we're going to add in another one you know just so that we don't you wouldn't really go in with like all these different types of antimicrobials Mm. high dose no yeah because again depending on how they're reacting and how they're going right like if you've got someone on just one and it's working really well in conjunction with the other things you're doing like do you need to bring in other things whereas if you've got someone who's maybe feeling 50 60 percent better but there's still a fair bit going on you're going to start looking at all right what else can i use and that's where in some cases we might look at using some form of biofilm disruptor to like break down that coating if we feel that that is required i personally don't always go straight in with that. I like mm-hmm. to bring it in if I think it's needed because I think it can be really full on and aggressive yeah, too. I, I think got to yeah. be like I pick and careful. choose my people for biofilm breakers, yeah. biofilm disruptors. <laughs> yep, definitely. And again, there's you know a selection of different things that we could use there, which can be really um, cool depending on what we're dealing with in test results as well. So. I think yeah, what we're trying, <laughs> obviously dancing around not answers naming different types of products we don't want you guys going out and just buying whatever because you need to do this in under guidance but we want to highlight that it's very specific so you mm. do need to generally work with someone understand your test results understand what to take and then it's that whole factor too which we go on and on about just doing it in conjunction with everything isn't it like talking yeah. about antimicrobials but it's rare that we would have someone um, just taking antimicrobials and that's it. We're usually working oh, yeah. at the same time with a couple of products to help soothe their gut lining, yeah. settle down inflammation, help them process that dye for those endotoxins essentially mm. so that we know that we're not creating too much of a yeah, shitstorm yeah, as yeah. Carissa calls it. Um, it's literally so, what I call it in, in my consultations and as then well. In re- <laughs> obvious, and then the dietary component that works so specifically mm. alongside all of that. And that's even before we're diving into using prebiotics, which is a whole other oh, ballpark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think we've done pretty well with going through all of our um, written down topics here. I did have right at the end, which we've just touched on, and Chris has put up a hand. <laughs> I have something that I think, think is worth talking about. Throw it in there. I think we need to talk about how long. How long we use antimicrobials for. Oh, shit, for. that was on the list. I did have it on there because yep, yep. I honestly... Length of treatment. Length of treatment, cool. Yeah. Because what I'm... I'm just touching your little feet under the table there. 
footsies too because it's it's so varied depending on the people right again like there's no okay because i do get asked what how long am i gonna have to take this for and i'm just like how long is a piece of string but like it honestly depends like there's so many factors and again this is why regular consultations are necessary through these initial stages Mm -hmm. going through diet reintroducing food getting into prebiotics because ideally the goal is that we want your gut to be able to do this without any microbials so you know like three months ballpark is great for any microbials but I've had clients on them way longer than that I do cycle people on and off them Mm -hmm. sometimes depending Mm -hmm. on what's going on with their gut I think too like like probably worth mentioning that you know like if you're coming into this with the expectation and you've got a pretty messed up gut that in six weeks you're going to take some antimicrobials mm. do some gut healing everything's going to be honky dory just no. don't like don't not come in but <laughs> but <laughs> see ya, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> but too like like I've, i was having i've had this chat interestingly with a couple of clients over the last couple of weeks and these are more long-term clients of mm. mine who have had really really complex guts to mm. start with and I always say to them, like, once we get you to this, Mm. I call it the over 70% benchmark where, Mm. you know, we can really establish cause and effect. Their gut becomes a lot more robust where they can incidentally go out and maybe Mm. eat some of these foods that they wouldn't normally have or they don't take the antimicrobials. Their gut just becomes a lot more reliant on Mm. itself, which is great. So I kind of say, explain it like a bit of a benchmark. Once once people over that, then we can start really tapering things Mm. off and, you know, building in your gut into support itself a lot more. But the clients of mine that have really, like, have come to me with really, really complex guts mm. like total like and um, like what em was saying the ones where you actually have to do probably two to three months of dietary mm. work mm. first before mm. you even start using any microbials yeah. and then any microbial treatment i'm giving you guys a freaking ballpark of 12 months yeah. to fix a gut that is that oh complicated my God. yeah I, absolutely yeah. i think before, there's a lot of misinformation yeah about and people just time. think you know in eight eight weeks or 12 weeks it's all going to be boom i'm better why well, why aren't i better mm. it's like you have no idea how complex it is and even for us as practitioners how hard it can be because there's just so many questions mm. that you know we don't even have answers to yet in regards to the gut like we're doing the best we can with the information that mm. we have mm. but it is a complex area and sometimes yeah. Yeah, sometimes don't get me wrong eight to eight to twelve weeks and people are yeah. just doing check-ins oh. and, that, and that's the freaking yeah. dream you know yeah. these these are the clients that are so happy so with well. you think you're the best practitioner yeah. in the world and you're just like god thank god for that but yeah. honestly like the really complicated people that we yeah. deal with which is more often the case like mm. six to twelve months yeah. I yeah, reckon. do you reckon like yeah. i oh. do and i think people it's a good point to bring up because i think generally our society is very used to like now give it to me now oh. and i always yeah. say to my yeah. clients like when you start that gut work and, and particularly mm. with, even with the antimicrobial components, like I, you just don't take these for three weeks and it's done. No. Like there's a reason why we give you at least some rough timeline mm. to start with. Mm. But anyone who has been sick for a really long time and is really unwell, you have got to really invest in mm. your health. Like yeah. you are not going to be able to just like spend six to eight mm. weeks and come out the other side going, yay, I'm healed. Like you yeah. have to make that investment. And I know I used to say to people for every year your gut's been unwell expect mm. a month of treatment yeah, but, I, I, but I actually think it's, I think it's more than that like because yeah. I think for even my people mm. clients that I know that have had five or six years like five or six years 
I'm still not 100% done with their yeah. gut and they're not 100%, you know, they're, yeah. they're not ready to like yeah. sever the strings from me yet at yeah. that five to six month mark. Yeah. yeah, we might be on maintenance, but there's still there's still things that work are happening do. and still work to do. And so, that's yeah. the other thing as well. Like it depends what the person comes in with. Often with these more complex cases, they'll come in with a really, you know, messed up gut and then they'll have hormonal issues. They'll have to issues say with that. their thyroid. They'll have um, a host of other issues. High stress job. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, if you've got really, really, if you've got a really messed up gut and you've got really severe hormonal imbalances and mm. you've got, you know, adrenal issues and, you know, it's like you, you've, got to, you've got to work, <laughs> you know, almost system by system. You know, you've got to start yeah. with the gut. And then you've got to work out from there. There's no point in, you know, going in, mm. um, bang on with hormones when the estrogen hormones are not going to allow um, these hormones to get out. <laughs> but, you know, like, so there's so many. Estrogen <laughs> By Emma Morris. <laughs> but, like, if, yeah, if you're not eliminating toxins correctly, then there's no point in doing that. So it's, it's true, it's, though. Like, yeah. Like, and this is the thing, like, in the day and age that we're in, like, like I actually, when I have a client who is just I, I like to just say like an open and closed case like yeah. you go through their stuff their diet's yeah. good you do a bit of gut mm. work some just general gut Drink and liver cleanup and they're just they're good like the pathology's yeah. good their testing's good you just like you guys yeah. are just like you know you guys are doing really well but for most people there's the gut element and then there's a hormonal mm. adrenal axis mm. component um, and that's just a whole other ballpark to consider. Yeah. And, and just life too, and just right? Life We're trying in to general. work with these people who just they want to live their life and mm. we've got Which complex t- health issues, yeah. very you know, all these gut issues and they but they do want to go out and live their life. And mm. if they do have a wedding that they go to yeah. or have like a stressful event. We're like, and, go and go and enjoy yeah. the wedding. We're not like, no, yeah. you can't eat any bread. You can't oh like, my gosh. like just yeah. old yeah. school any candida protocols where people were too scared to even Honestly, bloody snort you, sugar. You know what? <laughs> Because <laughs> I snort sugar all the time. Uh, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> You're so weird. I was going to eh? say sniff sugar, you know. <laughs> I always say, like, you know, and I'm even thinking about a client I had yesterday and she was getting so stressed about it. And I'm like, look, this is, like, it's such a fine line with some people. Like, Mm. there has to be an element of, yes, dietary change and, yes, you're on these supplements. But in the grand scheme of your life, like, it really is just, like, you know, it's a drop in the ocean. Mm. Um, But when you're going through this stuff, it's important to, A, yeah, have regular check-ins with your practitioner Mm. um, and, and, B, like, with I'm always with my clients, like, making sure they're diet they're happy with their diet yes. it's not getting boring because i feel like on these types of i guess these gut treatments like people you know they they get into okay i'm gonna have this and this and they get the same food all the time yeah. and then they come in they're like i'm so bored and it's like there's a billion things you could yeah. do it's just up to us then to be like okay well here you go like here's all exactly. these other things mm. um and i so like true. i love when clients are like Oh, actually, and it, this often happens after you know six to eight weeks. They're mm. like, I'm actually fully in the in this, you mm. know, in the hang of this, and I'm trying new things. That it's mm. it's still under the protocol and under the dietary guidelines, mm. but I'm I'm doing really well, and they're actually enjoying it. I've had some yeah. clients, and that's I'm like, so oh, doable. Yeah, it's so it's doable. So doable. And yeah. I've had some clients, and I'm like, they'll come in and tell me what they're eating on a low fodmap diet. Mm. And I'm like, can you guys write a freaking cookbook for yeah, the rest of my clients, yeah. please? Yeah. But yeah, too like. But, yeah, the other thing I was going to say was kind of where I think you were sort of going to, like, life, like, this is the thing, like, 
you are if you've got a really complex con, like gut condition mm. and there's hormonal stuff and stress stuff laid on top of it like you guys mm. do need to saddle up for the long haul in terms mm. of treatment mm. like and just put your faith in your practitioner if you've yeah. got a good one but also I would say to my clients too, like you've got to, you've got to be able to live your life a little bit. Like mm. if you've got a oh, wedding yeah. or you've got, you know, this coming up, like yeah. the whole goal of this is that we get your gut to work with you, not against you. Mm. So That's it. like, you know, go out and enjoy yourself. Mm. Wedding. Don't go and drink five bottles of wine and <laughs> yeah. all of that, but enjoy, have a drink. Don't stress about it. Enjoy yeah. it. If, you, if there's a bit of whatever that gets into your food mm. incidentally, or if at your very best, you just do gluten and dairy free while yeah. you're on these protocols, like your gut will handle it. You're not yeah. going to literally, I said to a client yesterday, mm. I was like, seriously, don't worry about it. Like yeah. if you've got events like this happening, like, you know, it's not that you're going out every night and just sort of going home and drinking a bottle of wine. Like, no, that's not the thing. But if you've got events on, don't I don't want you to be a social recluse mm. and sit in your bedroom rocking back and forth yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Like that is also not the point because you know the amount of stress that that causes yeah, exactly. will be doing more harm than good with yeah. your gut anyway. So it's yeah. kind of like it's this fine line, like and you've really got to, you know, acknowledge the client that sits in front of you and their stress levels mm. and their personality and how they're going to deal with things. And I just try and give my clients as much as possible like mm. to work with in terms of recipes and mm. in terms of and even I just say to them sometimes like when you're out it, in a, at an event or something and you do want to have a, a drink of something or there is you know something that you're not meant to have you yeah. know in your food what, what's going to happen you're not going to die mm. like honestly think about <laughs> what Emma would say <laughs> like I say tell what them would Emma what, say? Like, you know don't worry about it it's, yeah. it's fine you know and so there's that side of it as well mm -hmm. um, and I think that it's yeah people get caught up on that yeah. too strict and then there's that whole thing around like i don't want to open up a can of worms but like disordered eating and uh, yeah. you know yeah. like that, that whole yeah. thing I, and, uh, yeah. yeah i think the highlighting factor is why it's so important to work with someone that knows what they're doing yeah. and i think yeah. just to like blow our own horn here at the jason clinic is uh -huh. that <laughs> you as you were saying em like this is a obviously we've highlighted how complex this is, but mm. you need to be supported. So besides mm. the gut work and the supplementation, the antimicrobials we've chatted about today, the food and what you put into your mouth every day is a huge component of this, and you need support there. You can't be just handed a couple of tables to say don't eat this mm. and then out or a the door. Out. Our our passion and our like big part of what we love to do is to create these food programs, all these dietary plans, and they are so diverse. Oh. And as you say, I think most people, I think we all have these conversations, even though they're on, in inverted commas, a restricted protocol, they're actually eating more variety, more abundance, yeah. more yeah. nutrition yeah. than they've ever eaten in their entire yeah. life. Mm, yeah. And they're enjoying the food. We make sure every time, it's like, how are you? Have you got enough as far as ideas? Are you struggling with breakfast? Do you need this? Do you need yeah. some more guidance here? Because if you don't have someone to hold your hand through this process, as you've been talking about, Chris, it's sometimes a bloody long process. Mm. So you need someone to guide you that you can not only ask those questions, but make sure that you are okay. So, yeah. you know, are you, do you have the right food? Are you like waning in an area? Because as soon as someone is like, this is too hard, then they're just going to be like, I just can't do this. Oh, and yeah. it's just that, and that's Absolutely. the saddest thing to see when people just like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, you I know? think that's the benefit of having us as your practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, we we are 
all such foodies. Like yeah. every single nutritionist that works in this clinic loves food and we all create our own food. We all mm. create our own recipes. And sometimes we, like I know I do, Jess's, the website's filled with intolerance-friendly and gut-friendly recipes, mm. which we're constantly referring back to. But then we also have a library on our mm. you know, bloody Dropbox that's filled with folders upon folders upon folders of recipes we've made up and put in there for specific mm. gut protocols, mm. for specific you know, intolerances and whatnot. And then we even go and often I'll go and just make recipes up mm. for certain clients mm. who are, you know, going through the hairiest part of their treatment that, you know, they need some ideas. And mm. I love doing that though. Mm. Like that's the thing. And I think we all love doing that and we love getting creative. We're kind of like, mm. oh, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> um, you know, how can we make this delicious? Because there's probably one of my top pet hates is thinking that, you know, eating healthy is boring yeah. and then the next step doing this gut work and eating food through this is boring or unachievable. Mm. It's so achievable. Mm. You just need the right people in your corner to give you mm. the right resources and to kind of push you along in this process. Yeah. So, and to yeah. explain to you too, like what is normal and mm. what is not and what's okay and what's not and just mm. sometimes too even just give people like a bit of permission. Like, yeah, where you, you're on this, you know, gut health protocol bandwagon you're in this for the long haul but it's okay to still go out and you know have a weekend and let your hair down like it's not going to undo like this is one of the biggest questions i get asked when when you're treating the gut with any microbials or you're on the outside of any microbials whatever you're doing and people get like they they know how hard they've worked to get to where they are and then they're so freaked out if they have one weekend where they mm, go and yeah. do something. Are you are they gonna undo the last eight to yeah, twelve weeks sure. of work? Oh, top question I get yeah. asked. Yeah. No, you are not. Yeah. One little glitch or one drop in the ocean as M said, or one yeah. little glitch or a weekend of letting your hair down is not gonna undo mm. three months or six months of work. Like mm-hmm. we just you've gotta we've gotta really try and take the stress out of this as well, which I think is why working with a practitioner is probably a good idea because then you can just ask those questions mm-hmm. and because we see it and work with it day mm-hmm. in and day out like we know where your gut is at so we know what it what you where your leeway can be mm-hmm. in terms of you know life mm-hmm. yeah for sure <sighs> big one feel feeling good feeling the, the warm fuzzies <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we've covered everything. I think we've certainly highlighted why it's important to work with someone, yeah. which I definitely want people to understand. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just so bloody important. It just There's nothing I think we all have experienced and seen where you just see people who have dealt with their issues for so long and it's just like, man, if you just had have had that right hand holding yeah, yours, yeah. like you yeah. really don't need to be dealing and just with this. Under- so. And just, oh, I'm just going to keep ranting, but the, up- <laughs> <laughs> but the ups and downs of it as well because like I say to my clients too, like it's sometimes it's three steps forward and one step back or oh, five absolutely. steps forward and two steps yeah. back. It's not even when you're working with a practitioner and we – Love what we do. We're not saying that it's smooth sailing the whole oh, way no. either. Mm. Like it is. Like you, it is the long haul, but it's too yeah. like, you know, when you have these like setback moments where you're like, oh, shit, nothing's going right. Yeah. I'm feeling like I'm things are starting to creep back in. Like having that support network to yeah. talk mm. to and that person understands the symptoms and why this might be happening mm. can be like so Absolutely. helpful yeah. as well. well. Yeah. How many times have you had someone who is like, oh, it's all like everything's yeah. flaring up. I've done, I've, it's automatically, I've eaten something, what yeah. have I done? And then you talk through that with yeah. them. And then you nut it out and they're like, oh, my God, 
God, I didn't even think that. Like yeah. you can just put yeah. those pieces together and they're yeah. like, oh, my God, it was this or it was that. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe I've just been, oh, yeah, I moved stressed. home that weekend and like this happened at work. It's yeah. like, well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I haven't been showing my food properly. It's <laughs> just going down. And, um, what was I going to say? Something else on that. Something amazing. Damn just it. to summarise everything in the perfect Yes, I was sentence. going to, but now I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn okay. it. Don't you hate that? That yeah. happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to sum this one up. Wow, we did pretty good. Yeah. Considering I nearly summed it up about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I had too many too many more things to say, so yeah. <laughs> As always, if you guys have any feedback, this has been a pretty meaty topic, so it mm-hmm. might have been um, opened some cans of worms. We sort of talked a little bit about biofilm there. I don't know. Like, If you guys have got anything that you want us to talk more about in this space. Easter Bolo. We, <laughs> yeah, we actually haven't even said like what the Easter Bolo is, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> Google it. Google it. <laughs> Google it, freak out, and then ask us. <laughs> I just keep seeing in my head that what's oh, out of one of those movies, I can't think of the name of it, but it's like coming this December 27, <laughs> the Easter ball. I've got an image of what it looks like in my head, and it's this like little ball of like toxic pink stuff that spits Oh, pink. Mine's blue. Oh, Is it? Right. Mine's pink. Mine's like oh. green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like mine's like a mucus anyway. I'm like, pfft. <laughs> my extra bowl is spitting in yours <laughs> if you guys would want to hear more too I would say about we touched on a few different bacteria while these two lose it um, if there's particular bacteria or yeast that you'd like us to dive into and hear a little bit more detail about like we love to nerd out about it but yeah. if you're like tell me more about Klebsiella Tell me yeah. more about Citrobacter. Maybe like if, do you a know, podcast be, on different types of bacteria. We could do that. But if you guys want to hear that, you need to let us know. So we're yeah. not going to do it unless you tell us. So yeah. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> tell us, tell us. As usual, direct message us. You can follow us all on Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast. Em's got a new handle. Yep, and website. Sure so it's which, my name, yeah. Emma Morris. <laughs> it's much better than unrefined. Health you know Morris. what? I'm so used to searching because of what unrefined, I used to. Yeah, yeah, and I went to do it today because I was like, I'm um, <laughs> looking at your website or something that I went to so I could click through, and I was like, where is she? And then I clicked. That's right. <laughs> She's got a cool new recipe up too, which I, is the yeah. sweet potato, chickpea, and chickpea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which looks yummy. I ain't, I ain't have that yet. That yeah. looks good. It does look good. Did you mm. see Damien's comment? Yeah. I did. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't give that to him in a thousand million years. I just want to say, mate, you need need to work on your gut. You need to work on your Easter bomb first. (laughs) He so does. He's in denial. Oh, tell him to just, you should stay with us with Brandon. Just do the same thing. Just put them on boot camp together. (laughs) Gut boot camp. Just let them live together and just give them a list of instructions. Someone needs to supervise. Yeah, true. I was going to say that the food fridge would just get turned into a beer fridge and they'd be like, yeah, babe, we're taking all our supplements. Eating really Never. well. Look at you both like, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Can't be trusted. Nah. Oh, no way. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining. And um, I think that's it. I don't have anything else to add. Yep. You guys Neither. done? Yep. Yep. This, this is the final goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> we'll goodbye. chat to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. now.